Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our goal is to help real estate agents gain momentum toward their goals. Today's episode three, all about adding value as a listing agent. That's right. So this, in a way, is a carryover from our conversation last week about adding value as a buyer's agent. And so there may be some overlap, some things that obviously apply whether we're working with buyers or with sellers. But I think our goal is to add some unique aspects of being a listing agent Mm -hmm. and how to continue creating contrast like Mm -hmm. we talked about last week. That that is always our aim is to distinguish ourselves as an expert in the market and separate ourselves from our competitors Mm -hmm. as we work with sellers in our respective markets. So you guys are going to hear us talk a lot about little nuances that we add that really add contrast into our businesses. So something that is really, really important to us in both of our businesses is setting up a listing presentation. It is so important to have that first phone call, just a normal like fill in the blanks, get a couple little pieces of information, and then set up an appointment. And when you set up that appointment, have a real estate friend of yours call on your behalf to say, hey, I'm just confirming tomorrow's appointment at 3 p.m., like call the day before, and you guys could do it for each other, you know? And that just adds contrast because it helps people remember. Kristen, what are some other things that you do on the front end? Yeah, certainly that intake call is important for you to get a little bit of context, a little bit of background into the seller's situation. And it sort of tees you up to get that listing presentation pulled together. And most of the time, you're gonna have a standard kit that you're putting together to bring to that listing presentation. The one really important aspect that we've learned in our few years in the business and we wanna impart to you is there's always a temptation to want to bring a comparative market analysis, a CMA, mm-hmm. with you to that listing mm-hmm. appointment. And our message to you, if you take nothing else away from this episode, (laughs) don't do it. Wait until you've done the appointment and you've seen the house and they have walked you through and given you a tour and shown you the highlights and told you what they love about it. And you've put your own eyes on it. It's so premature to walk in with a CMA when you haven't even seen the house yet. And sure, you you can do your research and find out what other homes in the neighborhood have sold for. And that's market research you can bring to bear to that first mm-hmm. conversation. But we feel like to walk in with an analysis done before you've even engaged with the property is premature. So that's our like one big mm-hmm. takeaway for you and something we've learned that really did kind of help us distinguish ourselves. Yeah as expert real estate agents. Yeah. Um, And another thing, so not only will we always get asked like, what's the value? Tell us the value. They always want to know, right? And that's where you just slow down and say, hey, it's really important. I need to go through the home and 
a hundred, well, I'll say 99.9% .9 of the time, they are fine with that. Another question that continues to get asked is, hey, what's your commission? What's it gonna mm -hmm, cost for me? Right. And it is so important to never, ever, ever talk about that until you have presented yourself and the value you add as a listing agent then you can have the conversation. So it's it's like, hey, great question. I really appreciate you asking me that. I promise I'll get to that. When we sit down together and we go through what I, what I do to market the property, because not only do I want to make sure I'm the right fit for you, there's just so much to it that I really want to help you understand. Yeah, that's great. I think there's probably a long list of things that we could share that are just little things that also go a long way in terms of creating contrast. Mm -hmm. One of those is when you're invited into the house to offer to take off your shoes. I don't know how many agents, I would doubt very yep. many, offer to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, and at the end of the day, guys, it doesn't really matter whether you leave your shoes on or take them off, but the fact that you're asking that seller just shows tremendous respect for them and their home. So that's just a little thing that you can do to, to set yourself apart in those appointments. Show up 15 minutes early. Mm -hmm. And when you knock on the door, say, hey, I'm a few minutes early. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. I can go sit in my car. I can wait. Or I can walk around the outside of your house. If you're not ready for us to sit down, can I do a walk around? So that you're not a creeper looking in the window, <laughs> but evaluating the external features of the house mm -hmm. um, before you get a chance to see the mm -hmm. inside. Yeah, and then really spend time and say, please take me for a tour of your home. Show me the things you love. Tell me a little bit about it. Tell me what you've done here. And just let them talk. And they will talk and talk. And mm -hmm. it's wonderful because you just learn so much about have they serviced the HVAC system? Have they, do they have a lot of clutter? Is there personal items in the home, all sorts of things. Yeah, did they renovate the bathroom or was that done when they bought the house? Mm -hmm. So being able to d determine those uniquenesses is gonna help set you up when it comes time, hopefully, to actually list mm -hmm. the property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just taking notes throughout that tour and maybe not bringing up everything. I think us realtors tend to just word vomit. <laughs> and it's important just to bring up certain aspects of like, hey, let's box up these things. Or maybe you're going to leave that conversation for when you're ready to list. But all of those things need to be written down. And then even sent in an email to remind them, hey, this is what we talked about. All of this mm -hmm. good stuff. I think that that's really really important. And then also like making sure during your walkthrough that you're helping your sellers see it through the eyes of a buyer, right? Mm -hmm. Like helping them know, hey, you have an original HVAC system. So I do think it's very important that you service it because that's going to come up. They're going to be like, oh, this is old. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, here, look, it's in, it's in good working condition. Mm -hmm. So just little things. Mm -hmm. And you can even help them decide which things should they pay attention to and what what should they invest some resources into. You know, sometimes people think they have to remodel their, their whole home <laughs> before they can put it on the market. And that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. So being able to highlight, you know, the things that we know that buyers are highly attuned to and very conscious of 
because we work with lots of buyers. So we, we kind of understand that perspective and can bring that to bear on the conversation. I think doing the property research before you go is super important. So they, they know that you've done some homework, you know, pulling up the tax records and pulling up the property information and having that in, I bring it in printed form. I have a folder for each property. And of course there's material that I'm going to leave with them knowing that we're not going to be able to cover every detail. Mm -hmm. And so I want to position myself where I'm being a good listener. I'm speaking to the things that are important to them, but there's also things I want to leave with them because they are part of the service that I offer and, and how I do business. So I'm going to leave some of that behind for them to review, you know, at their own convenience. Yeah. A lot of times I have my sellers so excited about the property search I've done. Not that they want to look it over, but they're like, wow, she spent time. And something else that's really sets me apart, I think, from other realtors is bringing in the old MLS, which I know Mm -hmm. Kristen does that too. Because bringing in the old MLS has been so fun for a lot of my sellers because they're like, oh, wow, it really looks so good. Like they've made so many good changes or, oh, wow, we bought it for X, I forgot, or I forgot we got this seller concession or, so it's just fun to kind of walk through that. It's almost like going back to like your high school yearbook. (laughs) Who doesn't like to do that? Be like, let's go down memory lane (laughs) and tell me about what the kitchen looked like when you moved in. And it's just a fun way to connect with your sellers too because they probably have some horror stories or some funny things that they encountered when they moved in or so it's just a fun point of connection yeah it's so true so the next step would be really talking through the marketing that you're gonna do and the value you add because let's face it most of us are doing the exact same things but really Mm -hmm. talking through those points because A lot of sellers, like the normal seller, does not know that the MLS is going to syndicate to thousands of places. And just helping them really understand how you're going to market it. One of my other quick favorite things to market a property is coming soon, especially Mm -hmm. in today's market. Like a little teaser out there, coming soon on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and then active Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I really try hard to get my sellers out of the home so we can do go and show and we can have as many people in place as possible and lined up through the weekend. I find that that is just the best way. And then a lot of times hosting an open house that Sunday too, Mm -hmm. because it helps me in my business, but also I'm present and there for the first weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the more you can help them understand the process from start to finish, even though it's overwhelming, but be able to talk through different scenarios and and why we suggest doing the go and show on the first weekend to get the greatest exposure and the most traffic when it's new and fresh on the market. Um, And then being able to talk through an open house strategy. And maybe there's a little convincing that you need to do on that because they might not initially think of that or want to have their house open or have to leave every Saturday or Sunday for several hours to let folks come through. But to 
help them understand the benefit of that. We talk a lot about getting ahead of any market correction conversations that might need to happen. What we know to be true is that we as realtors do not control the market. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have to prepare and educate our sellers to understand how the market works and what it's based on. And then there is this nimble, agile characteristic that we all have to have as we go through this process. And so to be able to anticipate if it comes to be that we find that the house is just overpriced and so we need to do a market correction and we don't have to talk about it as a price reduction. We literally say a market correction because that's what it is. And so to educate them on what that means and how we approach that and what our strategy can be around that, I think is really important. Yeah. And especially if your seller is saying to you, I want to list higher than your recommended price. Sometimes I found it helpful to add contrast to go show a house in the neighborhood that's listed or go show a house that's nearby, a nearby neighborhood to to help them see it in a buyer's eyes. I think that that has helped a lot. But if that doesn't work and they still want to list higher, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But can I please have you sign here that in a couple weeks we will do a market correction and just get ahead of it. Like we're going to do a 10,000, we're going to do a, a 15,000, we're going to do whatever and have a schedule that they can sign off and then you can just say, hey, this mm-hmm. is what we agreed to. And sure, all of that is negotiable and can be modified, but you've anticipated that it might happen. And so I think that's the the key takeaway. Our recommended approach is that you uh, do the CMA, you put it together after you've met with them, you've toured their home. But I think the temptation is just to like fire it off in an email. Be like, Mm -hmm. hey, I sent you the CMA. Our recommended strategy is that you actually do a follow-up appointment and you take it with you and you sit down and you review it with them. And honestly, I've done this in a 10 minute appointment mm-hmm. where I've already met with them for, you know, to do the initial meeting, but I really wanted to meet with them in person because I was trying to win a deal from a for sale by owner. And I knew it was really important to make that personal connection. So they were busy, had a lot going on. I said, can you give me 10 minutes? And I went over, we literally stood in their kitchen. We did not sit down. I walked through the the CMA, the other data that I had, you know, that provided evidence for why I was making the recommendation I was. And then they had a chance to kind of sit with it. And then we decided on a pricing strategy. That's awesome. That's so good. Something else with marketing um, is videography. I think on line presence is the most important thing these days because that is where you're going to hit tons of buyers, Mm -hmm. people from California, people Mm -hmm. from New York, people from Florida, wherever. And I think videography and then also Matterport, for those of you that may not know what Matterport is, it's just a cool camera that takes photos of the entire house and it basically is like Google Maps where you can click and move around on the floor you can look up to the ceiling you can look down to the floor (laughs) it's really great and it's a really good tool to use and of course it drives your cost up for listing but it is so worth it because there are other realtors that are just taking pictures on their phone Mm -hmm. of course professional photography is important so all of those little things that you can do Mm -hmm. and certainly 
getting buyers in the door for a physical walkthrough is the best way to show the property. But we work with a lot of out of state buyers or out of the area buyers. So to be able to show them not just photos, but a virtual tour where they can walk through the inside of the house and go upstairs and go down to the basement and go in the bathroom and <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, it's really meaningful and, and just so relevant with, with today's buyers. Mm-hmm. Something else with the price improvements that you do or the uh, market corrections is change the first photo. I feel like that can add contrast too because a lot of buyers, if they're really searching and and motivated and diligent, they're going to pass through houses that they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that, I've seen Mm -hmm. that. But if you change it from the front of the house (laughs) to maybe a kitchen picture, they're not necessarily going to remember and it makes them actually click on it and look at it and really get involved in the house. So that can be helpful too. Yeah. To your sellers. Absolutely. Another aspect that we talked about as a buyer's agent, but is also equally important as a seller's agent and listing agent is communication Mm -hmm. with your seller and to set up an expectation of consistency Mm -hmm. and a rhythm. One of the recommendations that we had heard that we have put into practice is a weekly update Mm -hmm. that that we provide to the sellers so they know, hey, you're going to hear from me every Thursday and I'm going to give you an update on showing activity, feedback from buyers, feedback from buyers' agents. You're the vessel. You're communicating it's not necessarily your feedback. So that can often be a really helpful tool. Well, Corey and I will sometimes have side conversations and she'll say something like, oh my goodness, Kristen, they have so much clutter in their house and I don't know how to tell them. And I'm like, don't tell them. Have the buyer's agents tell them or the buyers who physically came and looked at the house because it was consistent feedback that you were getting. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a vehicle for being able to communicate what you knew was true about the home, but it comes off more objectively and whether they receive it or not is a different conversation, but to be able to provide that feedback from your showing, whatever your showing technology is, most have a mechanism where you can pull out quotes or text from the, the showing agents mm-hmm. and be able to provide that you know, to your sellers and to be able to talk about days on market and again, get ahead of any changes that you might anticipate needing to be made. So if in your initial conversation, you talked about, Hey, at 30 days, if we don't have any bites or we don't have any offers, we talked about, you know, a $10,000 market correction. And so you can use those weekly check-ins and updates to remind and so that there aren't any surprises. You know, that's obviously what we're trying to eliminate along the way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So presenting offers is kind of our final thing, right? So presenting offers, especially in today's market where we're starting to see multiple offers come back, it's really important to do that well Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to do it in person. You guys, you're dealing with the most important asset at the time for your clients and 
maybe the biggest transaction of their lives. So it's really important to sit down at a table with them and really go through each offer. Now in North Carolina, our offer to purchase is 16 pages. That is a lot to go through with a client. So oftentimes I will create an Excel sheet and put the realtor, put the price, all Your the key all the, elements right. from the offer. Right, mm -hmm. and, I, and I try to say, you know, let's just take all of the motion out of it just look at the numbers, here's what you got, just to help them orchestrate a little easier of a time picking an offer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have multiple offers right out of the gate. And so we're not sitting on offers. If we get an offer the first day, we're not saying, well, let's just wait till the end of the weekend and see what else we get in. I mean, we have a responsibility to, you know, present all offers. And so I do that as soon as possible where I can be at my computer and I can get on the phone with them and start that process to arrange a time or mm -hmm. if we have to do over the phone or over Zoom or something, mm -hmm. we can make arrangements to do that. But but yeah, there are lots of cases that we've both experienced where we have multiple offers. And so even just that skill of being able to like present an organized package of offers where you're not injecting yourself, you're not prioritizing anyone, you're just presenting them as they were received and communicating the important aspects of those offers. Yes, absolutely. Anything you'd offer in closing? And as you think about your work with sellers, start to finish. I think it's just really important to, especially for listings, to get in front of them. So like we said, that weekly call, like setting the expectations up front. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're chasing your tail in a lot of different situations. So just adding that contrast and learning from your superiors and people that are doing a ton of listings mm -hmm. like just really listen and learn from those people because that's how we've become we think I mean pretty good listing agents <laughs> <laughs> so just like you know being a sponge and soaking it mm -hmm. all in and and being malleable and learning yeah yeah and I think I would just add um just being that collaborative agent with the buyer's agents and the showing agents that are working to show your listing and, and your seller's listing. Because your sellers will know, are you, are you being great to work with? Are you going out of your way to make it work for people to get into their home? Obviously, that's the goal. We want to get as many people, as many potential buyers in the door. And so just, just being able to demonstrate that collaborative style with with all the partners that we work with mm -hmm. I mean that's inspectors that's appraisers that's everyone who needs access to the house and it's a lot of people yeah <laughs> if you've listed the house you know it's a lot of people yeah so I think I would just add that that is something that I love that you just said because I have run into a situation where in a text message I received as the buyer's agent a, hey, you should have a signed contract in your inbox very soon. And that, I got really excited. Of course, it's my duty to describe that to my buyers. But as a listing agent on my side of things, I always tell a buyer's agent, hey, he has agreed verbally, but please, if you're going to tell your buyers, please be very cautious when telling them because we could get another offer in the interim and I just want you to know that. I think that that sets you apart in the integrity realm mm -hmm. and just helps you. So I think that that's a really important Absolutely. Tidbit. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to us. 
It would also really help us if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And finally, like and follow us on our Instagram at Momentum in Real Estate. Have a great day. Bye.